All right, we are back. It is week four of the Pong cast. Alex Sherman here with you. And we have some very special guests, which we will uh, announce in a moment. But first, as organizers, we all know how important it is to have great trophies. And in this case, there's only one place to go for the best trophies, and that's Shopee.com. Shopee.com has the best trophies since 1921, where gifts last a lifetime. Go to Shoppies.com or call them at 609-653-1684. That's Shoppy, S-C-H-O-P-P-Y.com for all your trophy needs. All right, we are back with the podcast, and we have some very special guests straight from Las Vegas the back-to-back World Series of Beer Pong champions, Brandon Clark and Matthew Klein. Guys, how you doing today? Kind. We're good. We're doing good. I see you guys are traveling together. Uh, first of all, are you guys are you guys still in that mode? Like, have you guys realized like you've won back-to-back World Series? Are you still coming off that high, or is that has has that finally set into you guys? Uh, it's it's kind of surreal, you know, but. Um... Yeah, we're, we're, I'm adjusting to it. It's it's really cool, and it's it's good. We're like we're enjoying it more this year than last year because you know so far you know it's there, it's more. There's not so much controversy going on, so we're actually able to enjoy it. You know, our our pictures are posted. You know, it's actually like we actually won this time. So let's go back to a little bit. Let's rewind a little bit. When did you guys individually, when did you guys start getting into the game? Or do, now there's a controversy a little bit uh, Kevin Kessler brought up last week. Do you guys consider beer pong a game or a sport? It's a sport. Yeah, I can. I, I mean, you know, if you're playing at house parties and stuff, like it's a game. But I, mean, I think what we do is a sport for sure. And how did you guys get involved? Like, go back to the beginning, each of you individually, before you became a team. How did you guys get involved in, in the sport? Uh, I was walking on campus one day, and I saw a flyer on the ground for a $500 beer pong tournament. And it was down, and it was down the street from my apartment. So I came home, and I was like, hey, did any, I was talking to my roommates. I was like, anybody want to go play in this? And one of my roommates did, and then we, we won it like eight weeks in a row. Wow. And then it, you know, and then it stopped running because we, I guess, because we wanted to <laughs> You clean the clock. You clean yeah. the, clean the cash out. What about you, Matt? Um, mine was college too. Um, it was at Rutgers. It was at Golden Rail. We were out. Me and my buddies, we were just out partying, and then we saw that Golden Rail has. It was a five hundred dollar tournament as well. They had five hundred dollar tournaments on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And we went. Mine was Tuesday too. Yeah, was it? And, and me and my buddy Mike, we won it. We didn't win it eight weeks in a row, but we won it a few times. And you know, throughout college, we just played beer pong there and Old Queens. And then uh, after we graduated, I stopped for a while, and then I found beer pong again when I was 26, and we got good at it again. <laughs> when did you guys start to realize like you guys were something special? Like you, you guys set yourself back from just a normal casual player when did you guys realize that hey i can really maybe make some money in this uh, I, I mean i was always good but i never realized there was any money in it you know until i until you know i saw that flyer and then uh world series wise it matt kind of started winning the second he started playing 
Yeah, I, I started winning tournaments immediately, and uh, I just, I don't know. Me and Brandon both picked it up quickly, though. I would say we, we picked it up quickly because we, we were going to restricted tournaments, and instead of trying to play against each other, we just played with each other and beat up on everybody. <laughs> and then got restricted really quickly. <laughs> So that leads me into my next question. How did you guys actually get together? Was it that you met at a tournament or is it? Well, it's actually funny because uh, Matt had been playing, I guess, for like a, a month before me. Right. And uh, we couldn't get any partners because, you know, you know how it is when you're new. Nobody ever wants to play with you. Yeah. Um, so there was a there was a 1K uh, Applejacks and uh, we had never we had never met each other before. And we I just showed up like without a partner and everybody like I was posting on the page and everybody was like, Oh, just play with Matt. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't know who Matt is. They're like, Oh yeah, he, you know, he's good. He, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, sure. Whatever. I'll play with him. Nobody else will play with me. And, uh, we were actually sitting in a circle at like talking. We didn't know each other. And, uh, somebody asked me who I'm playing with. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Some kid named Matt. I don't know who he is. And, and Matt was in the circle and he's like, Oh, that's me. Wow. Like, oh, wow. Nice to meet you. And how long did you guys play together uh, before you got that chemistry, that feeling that maybe as a team you guys could really I, do some damage? I feel like we picked off immediately due to being in the same boat. We were two new players that were pretty good, but none of the elite players would give us a shot. So mm -hmm. we just started playing together, and we just developed a routine. And I think we got our chemistry quickly. Do you agree? Yeah, I think even that day we made a pretty good run. Uh for two new people, we, we I don't think we made any money, but we, we definitely beat some good teams. How did the name How did the name uh, Troop Unchained come about? <laughs> well, well, we you know we have that whole the, our little group of Goof Troop. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, we, you call uh, and they come. I know I know that from Splash at the Shore for sure. And then we were and then we kind of just said like we wanted something with Troop in it because it'd be cool to hang it on a banner. <laughs> 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 so, so it just yeah, was so it was, was kind of cool. organic right say that again it was kind of like organic it was just it just came from like just hanging out with it with this with this solid group of people well, kessler named us i think right? yeah kessler yeah kessler tried to make fun of us calling us goof troop and we thought it was so funny we were like all right sure we'll just we'll just run with it you just run with it right Brandon, I got to ask you, your shot. Now, you're not, you're, it's kind of <laughs> like an orthodox shot. It's not a typical standard beer pong shot. It's not even like a modified beer pong shot. I got to ask you, where did that shot come from? Was that always your shot? And can you kind of describe when you're shooting the, 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 how you shoot? Because a lot of people, they don't shoot like you. Uh, I, have, I, have no, I have no idea because, you know, I played beer pong all throughout college and you know, nobody ever told me I had a weird shot. And then all of a sudden, one day I was playing and somebody was like, oh, man, you, you shoot pretty weird. And I was like, no, I don't. No. <laughs> and then and then people started telling me every time I went out anywhere that I have a weird shot. So it just kind of changed out of nowhere. Um, if, it if just I seems could, like it's not comfortable. Is it comfortable for you to shoot that way? It, it, I mean, I, I don't even think I don't even think twice about it because, I you know, I've done it so many times and. I mean, it's kind of just like basketball. As long as you're doing the same thing every single time you shoot, it really doesn't matter what it looks like as long as yeah. it's working for you. But um, I is that how you first? I, if I could change it, I definitely would, um, because I, I would love to see what it would be like if I could simplify it. 
Well, I wouldn't go messing with anything now, right, Matt? <laughs> it's funny because Matt has like the simplest shot in beer pong too. So yeah, it's it's how's... it's more the standard shot. Yeah, but with actually, you, it's actually weirder than it looks too. Because on top of like the release, I take the ball, I throw it in my hand, I catch it with my middle finger, I bring it to my pointer finger, and then I bring it back to my middle finger as I'm going. Wow. I actually switched the fingers three times as I'm shooting, too. So there's a ton of mechanics that goes into your shot. Do you feel like that could be, you know, maybe a downfall for you down the line? Or do you feel like you have it so perfect that going <laughs> well, forward? Yeah, I, that's why I, every once in a while I'll get those really embarrassing misses, like that one video of me throwing the seven rack almost off the entire table. Off the, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but, but and, and, like, I, and th those come, like, really randomly for me most of the time when I'm if I'm like, if I'm like 100% sober, that's when it comes more often than not. Once I've was been that, drinking, it kind of just flows. Was that always your shot? Like from day one? Like, is that something, I mean, no one taught you that shot, right? Is that something that just was naturally comfortable to you? I, I have no idea. I, I, I just kind of came around, like, I guess over time your shot just morphs into something. Cause when I first, even when I first started playing world series, I had a broken foot. So I started playing World Series in a boot. So I was just wobbling around, shooting on one leg, and then and then I guess I got out of boot, and then the shot. I I don't know. It's just what's comfortable to me. I but I promise, if I could change it, I definitely would. Talk about uh, preparation for big tournaments. Now, uh, there's been kind of like different views on this. Uh, Kessler said, you know, he doesn't practice at all. Brandon Marks has a re regiment that he sticks to. Where do you guys fall in? when you're preparing for a large tournament, like the World Series or Beast of the East or something like that? Well, we try to play together as much as we possibly can. It's not about it's not about throwing the ball into the cup. We could do that well. It's about playing with each other. It's about, because these tournaments out in Jersey, they're restricted. We never get to play. So leading up to Vegas, any opportunity we get to play and just refresh ourselves with our chemistry, that's what we try to do. It's not, we don't sit in our basement and practice or anything. We just want to play together so you know you know just have faith in your partner so over time playing together uh, yeah we're lucky enough that there's you know weekly tournaments that we could play um to where we can like just run i think we played four times four, times. four or five times before so we went from august to june without playing together once and then we mm. played four times before this before this uh before vegas and we lost talk about we lost every single time, except for one. We, <laughs> yeah, we lost every time and then won once. We won one time. So what, did that did that kind of like hurt your confidence a little going into Vegas? Having no, that... because I, my, my confidence wasn't hurt because I was mainly sober because I had to drive home. <laughs> so gotcha. I knew when we were in our zones, we'd be fine. I, I think it hurt other people's confidence in us. Yeah. Like people seeing us shoot, I don't think people thought we were going to win again, like locally. Mm -hmm. um, but for us... I was I was never worried because um, I I mean once you you know we did it already so there's not really why why would you get nervous you know I trust Matt in any moment with any shot Ditto, when you buddy. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you are in that zone do you guys see the cups differently um, I saw game three on video uh, of the of the finals and basically it, it looked like almost a hundo um, yeah Matt Matt did hundo. Matt did hundo. Yeah. So 
is there is there any difference, Matt, and and in shooting in, when you're in that zone compared to when you're not in that zone? Do you see things differently? Yeah, it's it's. It, I see. I feel like I see clearer. I can almost really see like the drips of water on the cuffs. It's just you zone in. It's like a combination of adrenaline and you're excited for the moment and your 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 senses are just more tuned to everything around you. Like like when I wasn't shooting, I could hear everyone in the crowd but as soon as i picked mm-hmm. that ball up it was just me and that cup and it it's a zone that it's hard to explain but once you're in it you're gonna win and what about you brandon uh not really i just uh i just like the environment i like when people are i like when people are talking trash i like when people are cheering for us you know we're lucky enough that we always you know being from jersey we always have like a pretty good you know people cheering us on watching our mm-hmm. games and people back home always cheering us on so that always helps me. And plus, what once you once you're able to start moving around, you know your adrenaline starts flowing, and you just your body loosens up, and it just gets easier. Were you guys surprised at uh, Kessler and Pop's uh, preliminary performance? Uh, their their 500 record, six and six, um, and then when they I, I guess when they played you, you you guys you guys won. Um, were you surprised that they had such a poor preliminary performance? No, I thought they were either going to go twelve and zero or exactly what they did. They were they were like they were going to do one or the other. They were there was not going to be any in between for them. I, I just had a feeling for that. What did and you also, think? Point, you know, prelims was a little weird this year. There wasn't like it wasn't like that. I mean, we played them and it wasn't like a normal game. You know, Kess was kind of talking a little trash, but Pop wasn't feeling very well. So it was <laughs> so it it, it really wasn't like a, a normal game against those guys. There were reports that maybe Pop overdid it the night before, and that contributed to his poor play on the preliminary. Do you guys agree with that? Do you, did you guys see that in his play? I think it's just a lack of, you know, for Pop at this point, I think he, he feels he can turn it on whenever he wants to. So prelims is kind of like whatever for him. You know, he was awesome on day three, which is really, as long as you make it there, that's the only day that really matters, whether you go 12-0 and 0 or 6-6. Six and six. Talk about this year's tournament um, compared to last year's. Um, obviously, you had a different a different field um, because a lot of the players um, didn't show up or didn't decide to make the trip this year. Talk about the comparison from last year to this year. What was the vibe like in the room? Uh, I, you know, it was you know there was less people obviously, but I I really liked this year's tournament. I thought it went really smooth the side events were done early you know and i like to go to sleep early because i'm boring um (laughs) but uh in in the room itself uh i guess during prelims it felt a little different but yeah there wasn't this the buzz that it's like oh it's the world series there wasn't it was still there was like you know we're in vegas but it just wasn't as crowded as it was last year the final day felt normal, though. That, yeah, that, all the that same felt... top talent was there. I mean, we played some of the same teams we played last year, minus March not being there. I still think the top players were there. Yeah, I mean, look at the top six teams. You know, they're all the same names you see every single tournament. So it really, you know, the talent was still there. Do you think, now some people were, would say it was watered down a little bit. I, I know was Ross, Ross wasn't there. Um, I believe that they, there, there's some top players that weren't in attendance this year. Do you believe that the field was watered down at all? Well, I have in Ross and Marks, they're two of the biggest names. So I guess 
it, you know, as, as far as the top, top talent, yeah. It, I think where it was really lacking was, like, the – not the top-heavy talent. You know, granted, Marks and Ross weren't there, but everybody else, you know, all the big names besides them were still there. Um, I think where it was really lacking was, like, those above-average teams that, like, can go 10 for 10 given on a given moment, but you don't really – like, you kind of know who they are, but mm-hmm. it's not really that big of a game. I think that's where it was really lacking. You know, it was either, like – I have no clue who these guys are right. or these guys are the best team here, you know? So there was really no in between. Do you feel like this year you had an easier run when you, when you put it all together, including no, the preliminaries? Not Harder run. Not a chance. Not we, sta- we started with KC and Spurrier this year and we met them in the bracket finals last year and we had to start with them. And I think on paper, they're top three team there. Yeah. Arguably the best team there. Um, and they, uh, you know, we had to beat Big Mark and Aaron mm-hmm. uh, twice. You know, they made the, you know, so, so I, I don't feel like it was, we had to win the same amount of games on day three. Uh, you know, in our, in our pod was uh, TJ and Jay from Maryland, and TJ's been on the final table a couple of times now. Yeah, he was on our final table at Splash of the Shore, I believe. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he's had a great year, and they were in our pod. So, that you know, that's a tough pod. And then to start the top 16 off with Casey and, Spurrier. What was your? What would you say would was your toughest game this year? Well, we only lost one game on day three, and it was because I I forgot how to play for, for, for a little <laughs> so bit So that's um, interesting. But, so so take us through that game. Was it just like a lack of focus there, or what, what, is it just chalked up to hey you're going to have a bad game? Well, I mean, apparently, like uh, game two, two years in a row, I just don't like to make any cups in. But uh, this year, it, it hurt us. Uh, I, it's it's kind of weird because I rewatched it, and I don't usually rewatch anything, but right. I rewatched it. And I, and I guess one of the – like, I didn't like one of the cups, so I went down the line on the eight rack, which I normally wouldn't do. And then Matt went first on the seven, which he normally wouldn't do. Wow. So we, so, were, yeah. we were doing stuff that normally we wouldn't do. Um, but I mean, that, I mean, that's not an excuse. It was just weird to rewatch it. I mean, Matt played awesome. I, I just missed, I missed five in a row again, two, two, year, two, two years in a row. I missed five in a row game too. Do you think uh, nerves came in, came in a little bit knowing that you've won the first game, knowing that that game could put you as, as back-to-back champions? Do you think that came into play a little bit or is it, was it just, just a bad game? It was probably just a bad game because game two, I like to, you know, step on their throats and just avoid game three. But, right. um, you know, they, they, they shot well that game. We gave them the opportunity to want to win it, and they won it. Um, but, you know, game three, we came out on our A game and yeah. all in computers. So yeah, because I, 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 I don't think it's nerves because, I mean, we turned it on in game three immediately. We hit our first eight. So, like, it, you can't just be nervous in one game and then. Mm-hmm. Well, game three is the game you're going to be nervous if you're going to be nervous. Yeah. And that's then, uh, but that separates you from an average or even an above average player because you can handle that. I feel uh, that that's what separates you, and well, you could you could execute that helps. Yeah, and Brandon's been there twice, so he's been three times. And, and even time though time. even though I was playing terribly and they put us in the four cup rebuttal, I still thought we were gonna. Oh, I knew I, we were gonna. I, 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 still, like, I, yeah. we were I still thought we were gonna rebuttal him. So like the the confidence definitely never went away. When you guys look back at that game and when it when it was over, was there was it a feel of, of relief and then excitement, or was it just I knew that was going to happen, we knew this was going to happen, let's go for three next year? How do you feel right after uh, you know winning the title? 
for me personally, once we beat our first game in the top 16, we beat KC and Spurrier, and that's when I was like, we're going to win again. And I just had a feeling that we were going to win again because the way – well, whenever you play with Brandon, you know, you're going to – you're going to – you have a good shot of winning because – He's always on final tables. Um, but I, I had a really strong feeling that we were going to win. And once we got to the finals and then we won, it was – this year wasn't as much of a celebration as it was like we did what we were going to – wanted to do. And I would love to do it a third straight year. Yeah, we definitely celebrated more last year. More last year. But it also had to do with, you know, like last year we had all our – you know, it wasn't just me. and You know, we had all our close friends last year. This year mm-hmm. it was only a select few from jersey that you know like tim tim wasn't there nick wasn't there yeah tim not being there was a little weird yeah a little weird for us when you look of the groove truth (laughs) (laughs) when you guys look back at this year and you compare to years past i know we went over this a little bit about last year but when you look at the whole scope of of the b-pong experience in the world series how do you look at it from the standpoint of this year to where it was is it is it is it on the downslide or is it where do you see Bipong, uh you know compared to the years past? Well, I, I think team wise it's down, but I think that next year it's it's going to be a very large year next year. I, yeah, I think with them paying out right away, and then hopefully they stay in communications this year. Mm-hmm. I think it'll the teams will start to go back up. Uh, Probably was the, a decent amount. But. Was the experience the same from a from a standpoint of the what they give you, your entertainment value, your experience? I thought the experience was it was a great experience. I, I liked what they did. The tournament ran smooth. The side events even ran smooth. Uh, I, I would have preferred they were in the ballroom, but I understand why they weren't. Um, right. But I, it was a great experience. I thought, and a lot of people even liked the fact that the side events weren't in the ballroom. But like, and there was no major issues with. Any, you know, there wasn't a single time where I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, like mm-hmm. two years ago, they had a system crash on day three. Wow. Um, this year, there was no issues at all. You know, you, 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 they had the brackets up. They had the teams up. They had everything posted and going. It was it was really smooth. Talk about the moment. So you win the tournament. You're, you're, you're posing for pictures and all of a sudden you get a check handed to you right then and there. Talk shot. about that. Uh, talk was, about that moment a little bit. Like you, you didn't know beforehand that you were getting that check right then, right? It was just a spur, like it just came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a total surprise. And then we don't. We immediately get to you know, you know, deposit that check. Whereas last year we won, the excitement settled down, and then you know everyone brings up controversy. So it doesn't feel the same. I, I was like, I went to the bank and I was happy to be like, <laughs> and like, they're like, wow, it's this one. And I was explaining it to the teller. And it was Damn. just like a, it was a very, very positive experience. So do you think that had direct correlations on all the controversy over the past fall and winter? Um, or do you think they just said, hey, we're going to change course. We're going to do these things the way they should be done. Uh, I think that they realized what they did wrong and, you know, like you're not going to make back, you're not, you're not going to correct every mistake right away. You know, people, people aren't going to forgive you for the past year, you know, right away, but you need to do one thing at a time to get people back into it and, you know, paying out the winners right on the spot, which is what a couple people brag about doing, you know, organizers always brag. They're like, look, we pay out right then and there. 
So for them to do that, you know, they can say that now too, which is great for them. We are talking with Troop Unchained, the back-to-back World Series of Beer Pong champions, Brandon Clark and Matthew Klein. And I'm an organizer, Hi. and I know I know a lot of organizers out there, uh, they need to pick their trophies. So my one go-to spot for trophies is Shopee.com. Shopee.com, for all your trophy needs, call them at 609-653-1684. Shopee's. Since 1921, where gifts last a lifetime. Brandon, I wanted to ask you something about a comment that was made on our last episode. Uh, Kevin Kessler said he he basically called you overrated, and uh, he said he said basically Matt carries you. What what is your response to that? Is he is it just something that you have a friendly banter going on, or is was it something that maybe he was trying to get in to you before the series? How do you respond to that? Well, I mean. Uh, I like to think it's friendly banter, but you never know with Kessler. He could he could be trying to. He might not even like me. I don't know. I've been over his house like five times. You know he, he you know he he might have been trying to get into my head. I thought it was funny, um, and you know every time we play each other, you know I I always talk talk more trash than I usually do to him specifically, just because it's fun. I think it's 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 really fun playing against him. Uh, and, you know, we've never gotten anything. We've never gotten into, like, an argument or a fight off the table. You know, I right. um, I think we're friends off the table. Um, but, yeah, he says stuff like that all the time to try to get people going. As far as Matt carrying me, I mean, if you just watch the fight, Matt was incredible. So, like, I like you know, that's true. I agree. I, I mean, those comments were before the, the, the actual uh, series took place. So, I, for me, I was thinking more like he was trying to get in your head, knowing that maybe you would be at the final table with him. Um, but well, Matt, he, he also said that after I won the first one, he said that it was a fluke and that if I ever win, a, he bets me $500 that I won't ever win again. I've won two since then. So I think he owes me a thousand dollars now too. I'm talking wow. About there, there it is. <laughs> so maybe he might make good on that. Uh, we'll see <laughs> next time you guys see each other. Um, but do you, do you think that his time has passed? Do you think he should retire? That goes out to both of you guys. Hell no. He better not. He's way too entertaining. He's way too good. He's the, he picks the ball up, you know, a handful of times a year, and he's always one of, if not the best shooter in the room. He better not. I agree. He shouldn't retire. Um, he just shouldn't sleep in my bed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just get out of my room, guys. Well, I mean, what what'd they get? Third, fourth, fifth? Whatever I think they got, they got tied. So, they you know, tied for fifth, I think. Tied for fifth. So, I mean, like, if that's if that's if that's like – bad for you you know that shows how great he is some people would consider that an accomplishment so to consider that not to consider a fifth a failure at the world series don't retire so so matt so so uh brandon you basically i mean he calls you overrated but it's more of a friendly thing uh you you both you believe that but when you think about when you're at a table with him does that that's that emotion come back to you do you say wow this guy called me i'm really gonna basically push out i'm really gonna sh- send him a message when i see well, I, him I, mean, I say this when we're on the table i tell him that he stinks all the time you know i always i you know we go back and forth and you know I, uh you know he probably disagrees but i i beat him way more than he beats me uh so you know he can say whatever he, he can say whatever he wants <laughs> 
what do you guys think about Pong Stars? They're coming up. They're basically starting, you know, tournaments, and they're they're, they're they 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 say they have big plans. Do you think that there's a a marketplace for both B Pong and and Pong Stars, or do you think over time one is going to outlast the other? I think there's room for both. I mean, I would both bring great things to the table if they work together. It'd be it'd be even better. But... Yeah, I wish they would just work together that'd be the best thing for everybody involved but you know i'm not you know they're all grown-ass men they could you know i'm, I'm not going to get involved in that I, I wish they both i wish they would work together i'll it, say this i'll attend both tournaments <laughs> like, you know what I mean? but do you do you think i mean on do you think one is out to outlast the other or do you think no. if no no vegas what b-pong has the the glory of that I don't think that'll fade. Um, I really don't. I think next year you'll see that the teams come and support again, and um, it'll it'll go back up on the rise. And what do you guys? Stars will thrive I, as well. Yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely room for two. I mean, if they if they both are stubborn enough and they both want to try, it, maybe one of them wins. I have no idea who will. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, hopefully they hopefully they just both coexist and you know we keep our vegas but then mark you know pong stars does their own thing and we go to that too you know it's do you think in the schedule and you know from a from a monetary standpoint for players delving out hundreds of dollars to go to these tournaments do you think the player the players would be still be able to support both i would hope so i mean you should you shouldn't be you, you should look at these in my opinion you should look at these as like a vacation kind of you know you get to see all your friends you've made over the years you know depending on where pop stars ends up making theirs you know i don't know how much it's going to cost people but mm-hmm. um I, I, do, I do understand that the traveling is expensive for it's expensive for everybody you know um so i i, I guess i could see in the future maybe picking some some individuals picking and choosing which tournaments they go to if um you know expenses are uh, on a question, but if they're not, then I, I wouldn't see why you wouldn't attend both. It would only come down to, I guess, individual finances at that point. What are your thoughts on the uh, Brandon Marks ban this year? Uh, you know, he wrote a op-ed basically on his on his site, uh, pretty much scathing, uh, you know, B-Pong and what he believes they've done. Um, what did you think about the ban? Was it? Do you think it was justified or do you think that Billy, you know, made a wrong move there? Um, I think that, you know, both sides, we don't know the full truth to anything. You know, it's a bunch of he said, she said type of thing. Uh, as far as the ban, I mean, I understand Billy's side. I understand Marx's side. Uh, you know, I, I, I may, you can make an argument that if that's your company, it's, you know, that why would you want that person there? You know, for me being friends with Marx, I wanted him there and also like to see him at the world. So it was weird without him there for sure. But like, I don't necessarily blame, you know, I don't like, I don't blame Billy for his decision, you know, cause if you blame Billy, you know, I, you know, whatever he said, from what I heard, you know, Marks could have apologized and been there, but you know, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That, that situation is out of my league. I don't, I don't, I don't really have enough information to even make an intelligent comment, I guess. I, so I, I don't know. I understand both sides though. Like Brandon said, Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, so let's look to the future a little bit. Now you have a big tournament coming up October. Beast of the East. Are you guys 
now is there a restriction on that 10k where you won't be able to play together is that we don't know we don't know yet vit doesn't release any information about his tournament so we have no idea i really hope he doesn't because you want the best teams to compete in that because i think visa east is going to be huge why not have the best of the best compete against each other in that 10k so if if vit was listening to this right now make your plea now to vit to say no restrictions vit don't make any restrictions (laughs) <laughs> but I know you're what? not going to listen to what anybody says anyway. You're going to do your own thing. So I think for a competitive, <laughs> the competitive nature, let the best teams play together. It, it, it'll make it more fun because it's, you... it's a dual event. You got 10v10. You got the 10k. Let, let make it as competitive as possible. The argument, obviously, for restrictions is if you do do that, you get more players because then you're not playing the top, top players, and more people feel like they have the chance And my to argument win. against that is if you're playing at a 10K, there shouldn't be restrictions. It's for $10,000. I also think that the 10v10 changes that mindset, too, because a lot of people are going to go for the 10v10. You know, that's that's the draw to get to get the majority of people there. Because um, 10v10s are so fun. As far as your Beast of the East team, what, what teams are you guys playing on? Blueprint. Yeah. You're you're both on blueprint, okay. Yeah, so what's sure. that 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 team's pretty much stacked. What what is the lineup right now? Well, we're waiting on a few decisions from some of the old guys. Um so we don't even have a final roster yet, but it's gonna look pretty much exactly like what it looked last time. If Frazier doesn't if Frazier doesn't play, who would take his place? Uh Ooh. good question. There, there's, <laughs> a, there's a couple guys Wait, out there. You got you gotta ask uh, you gotta ask Tim that one. Yeah, what would be Captain, w- Captain Tim? If you had input, though, what would you guys? What would you guys suggest to Tim? Who would you suggest? Uh, Brandon's better at this than me because <laughs> I don't even read the chat. So I don't even. I got to put you guys on the spot. I mean, this is the podcast. We we yeah, ask all the I mean, I guess question. it'll depend on after Chicago because we're going to Chicago. Yeah. Chicago um, so will have a Chicago, lot of uh, yeah, that'll that'll probably sway the vote one way or another. We got to see how so, people perform. So. Right, so the Chicago tournament at the end of August. What are you guys looking looking for there? Are you are you looking for? Who, first of all, you know the top talent will be there. Is it a different mindset than going to Vegas or or or, or Atlantic City uh, for a tournament when you're going to Chicago? Well, me personally, when I go for a ten ten v ten, it's it's more of a laid back, fun atmosphere. When we go to Vegas, you, I, I'm pretty, I'm fun, but I'm let's win. Yeah, let's I'm win. More like, yeah. Let's kill people. Win. Let's get it done. Um, 10v10, I'm a little more laid back, but trust me, I still want to win. And I'm very competitive, and I still want to win. But it's more, you know, enjoying the time with your friends rather than the 2v2 where it's you have a killer instinct and you just want to just destroy everyone in front of you. Yeah, 10v10s are, like, I guess the most fun because, you know, you're winning with all your, all your, friends. All your friends, you know. So, like, we we talk about that first year in Chicago more than any win I've ever had. Me too. Yeah. Talk about it more than winning Vegas. Yeah. Talk about it more than all of our wins, really. Who is on the ten v ten team for 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 Chicago? Uh, me, Matt, Tim, Nick, Greg, Connor, Lou, Dave, Mush, Mush and how many did I name? Jerron. And Jerron. <laughs> That's I a stack. Jerron, I love you. Jerron, That's a stack team. You, <laughs> do you guys do you guys believe you're going in as a favorite or who do you see as your competition out there? I don't know who's going. 
So, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the Cali, Nevada, Arizona squad that's that's beat us the last two years, they're mm. apparently not going. Uh, so if Cali just brings a regular Cali team, you know, they, they'll, they'll still be our competition. Uh, I think the second squad from New Jersey is going to do really well. Um, yeah, they're going to be tough to beat. I, I could definitely see us playing them in the finals like we did at Beast. And there should be like a Midwest team with like Ross, Donnie, somebody like that, right? I don't, I, I don't know. Ross usually doesn't play in 10v10s. And I think Donnie said he was going, but I don't know what, I don't know if he's doing the 10v10 or what his, any team with him on it's going to do well. So uh, if he plays, then that's a team to look out for. So you got, I mean, it, from what I'm hearing, I think you guys, you guys think that more or less you, you, you're putting yourself as the favorites without the, the team that beat you the last couple of years. Yeah, if they're not there, then on paper, yes, we're the favorite. Yeah, I mean, on yeah. paper, we would be. What do you guys think needs to improve in the game? Obviously, a lot of people have said, let's go mainstream, ESPN. But what, what needs to improve to get to that level? The people. Yeah. I, th- I think the people in it, you know, there's a lot of, like, shady characters. There's a lot of, you know, people doing scummy things here and there that it's, like you know, like, uh, even on the table, you know, you're saying like really personal stuff. You're saying offensive things, you know, mm-hmm. you know, somebody yelled at the grandma that came, you know, a couple of years ago. It's like stuff yeah. like stuff like that. And it's like, it gives me upon a bad name. There's, there's a way to trash talk and, and there's a, you know, but you can be respectful while you're doing it. You know, like me and Matt, we, we, we're yelling at people, but we never like get into arguments or anything. Cause we're not being, we're not being disrespectful. So no, we're just letting them know they're going to miss their next shot. <laughs> But do you do you guys envision maybe five, six years down the line uh, a streaming service picking that like a Netflix or an ESPNU or something like that? I, I, feel, I feel like it's difficult with the alcohol aspect. Uh, I've talked to a couple organizers and they always tell me they run into snags with you know the binge drinking aspect. You know, is it promoting binge drinking? So I don't really know. I mean, I know the alcohol aspect it it, it throws a curveball when it comes to that. And, could, and again, you, I think it, like if corn, like if place things like cornhole could do it, I think beer pong could do it. I think the difference is like Matt said, you know, cornhole they're drinking, they're just having their drink off to the side, and for the most part, they're like relatively well behaved. You know, they're just kind of playing. And like you know, we're out there pouring beer on us and taking our shirts off. And <laughs> right. I don't know what got into me there. I don't know what <laughs> Is there is there a, a happy medium? Like, it, could it be just water pong with a drink on the side? Uh, would that be like a kind of happy medium maybe to get it to that next level? Well, you, I think you would have to like maybe disguise the beers a little better, you know, like, because, you know, if you look at that final table, I think we had like five or six drinks on the table at one yeah, point. Yeah, like, so, yeah like, like, like they do, you know, you keep your drink off to the side and then you shoot and then you go to the side and you get your drink. You, so you think maybe that, that, that would propel it to the next level if, if there could be a compromise there. And do you think people would actually watch? You think it would be like a college type well, demographic? If you if you talk to anyone from New Jersey that wasn't there, they were like, "Dude, we were on our stream for like four hours watching you guys." So everyone was watching. Um, I just don't know what what demographic is going to watch beer pong. You know, like like you said, probably the young younger crowd, the college, college kids, kids yeah. stuff like that. I think I think definitely if we got try to you know uh, advertise to colleges and stuff, I think that would be huge. Where do you see Pong Connect in this in this whole thing? Do you think they have a, a piece of the market share, or do you think that's something that is this going to be like a side thing or phase? 
definitely have. Yeah, they definitely have a market. I mean, I don't know them. I don't know them too well. I actually didn't even play one game in Vegas. I didn't either. Uh, I looked at it though. It was cool. Yeah, I think they do a lot of things. I, I think they got like the count up game, like darts. I think that's that's cool. that's cool. Yeah, and they do have a market and. You know, I think they could be a big difference maker. Do you think that could help it get to television with that? You know, basically the digital board, the digital table. Is that maybe more appealing? Yeah, for sure. And it's probably easier to watch because you could see the scores going and everything like that. Within the game itself, do you guys see anything that needs to improve? Not to get it to television, but just in the game in general, just the, the, the a general game. Do you think anything needs to change or improve? Not necessarily. I mean, everybody always complains about the elbow rules, but you know, you you would never be able to run a big tournament like this with elbow rules. So, you know, people are either going to play or or they're not. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I, I don't see any big rule changes that would make I, I a big difference. I wouldn't see any rule changes. Um, uh, maybe just behavior improvement. You know, sometimes people misbehave and. Maybe that's you think that should be looked on a little stricter? A lot of people just, you know, it's a slap on the wrist. I know there's only one person with a, a full lifetime ban who's also banned from R. I'm not even going to say his name to give them the dignification, but should there be more of that, essentially? Or uh, Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, that's a, yeah, I can see that. That's a good point. What about advice? My final question, what about advice for new players? We see a lot of people come in and they can't stay with 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 a with a weekly because the competition's too good. Um, what do you what advice do you have for new players trying to come on the scene um, for them that to have longevity and maybe win some money? Don't give up. Um, when I came on the scene, I was fortunate enough to have one particular good player play with me often. Um, but I would have never gave up. I would have got good anyway. The only way you're gonna get the only way you're going to get better is playing the good people. They're going to beat you, and they're going to beat you for a while. But eventually, you're going to you're going to get to that level, and then you'll beat them. And then once you beat them, you realize they're beatable, and then you'll you'll start beating everyone else. Yeah, and I always I always tell people, you know, the new people, it's like it's hard to imagine. But like when me and Tim first started, we would come out, we'd go zero and two, and then we'd play cash games, we'd lose a bunch of money in cash games. But we always played together and we and we got good together so i always try to tell somebody find somebody who's also new that is like you know relatively motivated you know and then yeah you maybe you go on two and then just challenge challenge the best teams there for a five ten dollar cash game and then eventually you know then you're going one and two two and two and then eventually you're, you you get a big win over one of those teams and then it just then they ask you to play a tournament yeah and that's the benefit of a restricted tournament it gives the new players an opportunity to play with the best players and that's why I do. I like the restricted format in a weekly, not in a 10K, though. But, uh, <laughs> is the community in general embracing of new new players? I mean, it, there's Jersey sometimes... Is, Jer- Jersey is for sure. Um, not so much when we first started. You know, I couldn't get a partner ever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but nowadays, most of like, we have a ton of new players in New Jersey. And Brandon gets the credit on that. He does a very good job at, you know, Brandon... Like, for instance, Taylor Weldon, we won the restricted tournament. I probably wouldn't have played that in Vegas if Brandon wasn't like Matt played with him. Like, if Brandon does a good job at getting people to play with other right. people, I mean, then that's an example because I was just going to sleep. Like, <laughs> but we ended up winning the restricted tournament. So, 
so so there 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 is room for new players, especially in New Jersey. We're an embracive community. What about the community as a whole, the beer pong community? Do you think it's embracing new players? Where do you where do you see the community? Do you see it growing exponentially in the future, or do you see it kind of like dwindling down? Uh, I think if everybody was welcoming like we are in New Jersey, it would be growing. But I don't think it's like that. I think that uh, a lot of people kind of it's clicky. They stick with their mm-hmm. click of people. Yeah, they don't really... and they're quick to put new people down. Or if somebody's new, you know, they they beat them by eight, and then they're yelling in their face the whole time about it and stuff. And it's like, well, that wasn't fun. So, like, why would a new person sign up for that again and again and again? Well, thank you guys so much for uh, your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, you've been listening to Brandon Clark and Matt, uh, the two-time back-to-back World Series of beer pong champions thank you guys so much congratulations on your win we'll we'll keep keep tabs on you guys through chicago and beast of the east we know we'll get another interview uh, in atlantic city but thank you guys so much for your time and uh we'll talk to you soon all right thank, thank you. you thanks for having us you got it